Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the School for School Counselors podcast. I'm glad you're back here with me for podcast episode number 24. I'd like to take a minute and give a shout out to Haven5, who left us a wonderful podcast review on Apple Podcasts. Guys, if you have Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to us on that platform, we would love a rating and a review from you. It helps us get the word out about what we're doing in the School for School Counselors podcast so that other people can find us and maybe gain some inspiration or some insight that they didn't have before. Haven 5 said, love this podcast. I found this podcast this summer as I searched for resources to re-energize my career. This podcast and related resources from Steph have been a positive force in my return from summer. I love that I can listen and get ideas and inspiration during my commute. It's a fantastic blend of reality and encouragement that clearly comes through. Helps me look forward to Mondays. <laughs> well, Haven 5, uh, that's just about the nicest compliment I think anybody could give us is that we're making you look forward to Mondays because that is no small feat. So thank you so much for your kind feedback. We so appreciate you taking the time to submit your rating and your review. It just fills my cup so much to know that you guys are out there listening, that you're out there telling your school counselor friends and colleagues about what we're doing. It's just been incredible to see the community that we've been able to catalyze through the podcast. So thank you so, so much. And just quickly, as an update in what's going on in the rest of the school for school counselors world, if you're not part of our Facebook group, uh, what you're waiting for, get on over there and join us. But we've been doing a lot of cool stuff over there. And if you're not part of the group, you're missing out on all the fun. We are currently in the middle of our Better Than Black Friday event. It is amazing. We have so many amazing offers for you for whatever stage of school counseling you're in. Whether you're looking to interview this spring and ready to get a jump on the competition and start prepping, or uh, whether you're looking for a mastermind think tank of some of the smartest school counselors on the planet, we've got both for you in School for School Counselors, and we'd love for you to jump in and be a part of that. Go to schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash better, B-E-T-T-E-R, better, and see all of our Better Than Black Friday offers. We would love to have you join um, any of our cohorts because we truly believe that we are stronger and smarter together, and we want you to be in that mix. All right, so this week, I want to talk about difficult principles. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever had a difficult principle. <laughs> Both my hands are in the air right now. Um, after 25 years in public education, which that feels strange even to say, y'all, that's a quarter of a century. But after that amount of time in education, I can tell you I've had several principles that were no walk in the park. And I think that's pretty normal in education. We get some really fantastic principles. I even considered naming my first child after one of my principles because I loved her so, so much. But then I've had others that were not as enjoyable, right? Um, the ones that made you question your career choice. The ones that made you look at the door as you're walking through the hallways and think, you know, I can walk out the door and just never go back. Have you ever had one of those? Oh my gosh, I know I have. Um, 
I could tell you some stories, my friends. I could tell you some stories. But at the end of the day, some of us do not have the option to just cut and run, right? If we don't like our principal, if we don't enjoy what's happening at the campus, maybe it's not a good vibe. Maybe it's just one of those really polluted environments that's just hard to even navigate day to day. And when it's hard for a school counselor to navigate, you know something's going on, right? We aren't often at liberty just to say, oh, peace out, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Some of you are not in that situation, and I get it because I'm there too. Um, Some of you are in markets where you know if you leave your current placement, you're either not going to be able to get hired to another spot very easily, or you risk being put on the list. And I'm here to tell you that the list exists in a lot of school districts where if you cut and run, not only can you ensure that you'll never be hired back, but you may not be hired to any neighboring districts as well. Those are very real concerns. And I think sometimes when people talk about difficult principles in social media and things like that, they just make it sound like, God, you know, you should just you should just go somewhere where they respect you. You should just go somewhere where they value you as though if you don't leave, that it's a shortcoming on your part. And I think that's an unfair statement. Most of us have to have our jobs just to make ends meet, right? We don't have the luxury of taking a stand all the time. So if that's you, if that describes you, and you've had some of these difficult principles, I want to walk through some of the sort of primary categories of these personality difficulties and some ways that you can address them, some ways that you can figure out how to get along with these folks while you have to be there. Doesn't mean you can't be looking in the meantime, but we just want to make it tolerable. We want to make it manageable or workable while we have to be there. We spend more than half our waking lives at work, y'all. More than half our waking lives. And really, schools are kind of their own little villages under themselves, right? You form alliances, you form friendships, you sort of spar with your enemies, you have drama going on. There's a lot happening, almost like a little microcosm of society within schools. And we've got to remember as we walk through this that everybody's different. People are all different. Some may be more or less easygoing than you. They may be more or less generous, um, less agreeable, more agreeable. They may handle stress differently. Their priorities, their philosophies of education may be different. Lots of different things going on there. And then even with your administrator, Their priorities might be much different than yours, whereas they may be worried about graduation rates, how many students are college bound, or worried about their test scores and, you know, an effort to prevent getting taken over by the state. You're worried about building holistic citizens, right? Good social emotional health. And our principals don't often understand those priorities. So, We're already kind of coming in at a disadvantage just because our focus tends to be a little bit different. We've got to learn how to deal with these different types of principles, how to understand them, and how to develop rapport with them. Not to manipulate them, right? We're not there to play them, 
but we do want to be able to work with them while we're there on campus with them. So let's get into some difficult personality types and principles. And I want you to listen and see if you recognize anybody that you know in these types, but also take this with a grain of salt. We want to avoid trying to, um, for lack of a better word, diagnose our people in our mind, especially when they're our boss. So keep in mind that this is just kind of a rough character sketch, right? We are all very multidimensional people. We're very multifaceted, and there's not ever going to be one word that could characterize any of us. So be really careful about pigeonholing your idea of your boss. But as we talk about these traits, if you see some of them in your administrator, it just kind of gives you a starting point for your interactions, right? It's not going to be the key to the kingdom, but it could be the first couple of good steps. All right, so the first principle I want to talk about is the avoidant principle. This is a principle that you feel like you can't ever get any good direction from, or you never get any good feedback from them. It's all just kind of, well, you know, we'll do what we do when we do it, and we'll see, you know, it's it's all right, it's pretty good. Um, Just nothing super definite, nothing super concrete from this kind of administrator. That's because they're afraid of making waves. They don't want to make people angry. They don't want to have to take a stand. Sometimes they don't want to have to be accountable. For their decisions. So it's easy to just not put a lot of oomph behind them, right? On your campus, you might see this as teachers who are getting away with things that they shouldn't be, like poor performance. Maybe they're not getting things done on time. Maybe their teaching's not up to par. Maybe they're not following the norms and standards that the rest of the staff follows. Or you may even see it blossom to the point that Teachers are engaging in activities that could be considered unethical, right? Um, All because this principal is not willing to put their foot down because of this avoidant type of personality. So if you're working with an avoidant principal, and I would say they're probably pretty rare in the educational setting just by virtue of so much accountability required. For administrators, but I mean, you tend to see them here and there. We've heard about them in our mastermind program for sure. You've got to do a few things to see if you can find some common ground. First, you've got to encourage them to outline tasks or outline your role as clearly as possible. As possible. Now, while you're making this request and talking about what you want to do, you've got to make it clear that you're not trying to challenge their authority. This is not a confrontation. You're just genuinely curious about how they see the part that you play, whether this is a special assignment you've been given, some kind of an initiative you're supposed to be leading, or whether it has to do with your school counselor role on campus as a whole, and how they see your program and what they would like to see you do with students. Make it clear this is not a confrontation. You're simply trying to understand what it is they expect. These types of principles also respond a little better when you're regularizing your interaction with them. So you're meeting with them regularly. And this does not have to be something formal. Like, you know, we have a standing date every Tuesday at 830. 
that's probably not going to work very well on most campuses. But if you can interact with them in a pretty regular way, like, you know, make some concerted efforts to stop by the office every now and again, or, you know, to see them in the mornings or something, then when you do truly need them, you know, to ask a tough question or ask their advice, something like that, they don't feel like you're catching them off guard because it's normal for you just to walk up and start talking with them. It's going to feel a lot less confrontational, which is going to help them not feel as avoidant about whatever it is you have to say. And then present yourself to that principal as a resource and not as a threat. Present yourself as a helper. You're just there to run interference, help kids adjust as well as you can, help academics, whatever it is, present yourself as a resource for that and not as a threat. Barking at these kinds of principles, preaching to them, trying to inform them about what is supposed to be happening will not work if you don't have a good relationship with them. You've got to take the time to lay those tracks down first. All right? So if you have an avoidant principle, those are the things that I would be looking at. The second kind of principle that you might encounter in your career is the histrionic principle. (laughs) Oh my goodness, what a lot we have to unpack here. And I would say... These might be more common than you'd realize. I wish somebody had some really good, uh, hard and fast stats on these kinds of personalities in schools. Um, If anybody's looking for a research topic, this might be a great one. But histrionic principles are those that when they're happy, everybody's feeling the love. But when they're not happy... Oh my goodness, you better cover and you better hide because it's going to be a rough day, maybe a rough week, right? These folks have a need for excitement. They're often um, rather flamboyant when they're in a great mood and they have kind of an exaggerated personality, right? Um, Larger than life, very almost gregarious in their interactions, just the life of the party until they're not because they're upset. They're angry. You can never just have a disagreement with someone like this. You've betrayed them for life, right? We're talking very superficial relationships here. If you feel like you really can't connect with your principal and you don't know why, and then they're running super hot and super cold, you may have an element of a histrionic principle here. If this principal's emotional needs are not met, they become really um, angry, petulant, depressed. They really need that outside affirmation in order to stay motivated, in order to stay excited about their role, in order to think that what they're doing is truly worth doing. So if you're working with a histrionic type of principal, You've got to provide this kind of principle with the details because they lead from the heart and from their impressions. Their emotions are guiding just about everything they're doing. Their feelings in the moment are their reality. And so you've got to provide the details to them to kind of ground them, remind them what you're doing, and to help them see all the big picture. 
learning to translate their ideas into workable plans will also help because remember, we're being guided by those emotions, right? Um, And do not try to lock them down to the details. They are not detail people. If you try to lock them down to the details, that's going to be a form of betrayal, right? How dare you ask me that? They, they don't want to think about it. They want to go to the next feeling, the next emotion, the next hunch. That's what drives them through their daily work. Also, as much as you can, help them look good. Express your appreciation as long as it's sincere, right? As much as you can. The good old ego stroke works really well with these folks because they just need that outside affirmation over and over and over again. And I'll warn you, uh, I've worked with one of these, so I know this personality type well. It gets tiring. It gets very, very tiring to stroke that ego, but it will ultimately make your job and your life much easier if you're able to do this. Now, does that mean that you should just, you know, kowtow to them every day, all day long? No, but be mindful. And look for those opportunities to really express some sincere appreciation about what their efforts are, what the outcomes are on campus, things like that. You will find that will go a long way toward building the relationship that you need. All right, so we've got our avoidant principles and we've got our histrionic principles. Now let's talk about our borderline principles. Our borderline principles are characterized by very unstable relationships on campus, wild mood swings. This is often the kind of person that you would describe just sort of off the cuff as bipolar. All right. And I'm not being flip as I say that. There is some correlation between those that show these borderline characteristics and bipolar disorder. But uh, we also know that just, um, In society as a whole, that word has come to mean something very different than a clinical diagnosis. And so if you hear people describe your principal as bipolar, it could be because they're exhibiting some of these borderline traits. Sometimes these people can be perceived as being a little bit phony, a little disingenuous, but they're actually not. They're just invested in what they see as the truth in that moment. A lot like our histrionic personality, it's in the moment events that sort of characterize their view of reality. Sometimes these uh, folks will lie or manipulate to get people to do what they want them to do. They feel very entitled to be able to do that and like, you know what, that's just part of the job. That's just how you make things happen. You might see anger from these people often or even rages or they may hold grudges. They may stalk other people on campus. By that, I mean they're just on them all the time about things. They just will not leave them alone or they're waiting to strike and they come and strike out of nowhere. I worked for a principal like that once. Uh, We used to call it getting snipered. And uh, (laughs) you have to know that it happened quite often on that campus if we had a term for it. And often when you got snipered, it meant that the next day, not only were you not at work, but your classroom had been cleaned out, your lights were off, and your door was locked, and no one was ever permitted to ask where you'd gone or what happened. Y'all, these are some extreme behaviors, but I'm just offering this 
um, as an illustration of how far this stuff can go. So if you suspect you're working for a principal with some borderline tendencies, here are some things that you can do to get along with them, maybe a little bit better. Now, if you're working for a principal that seems like they have some borderline tendencies, I have some bad news for you. (laughs) There's not a lot that you can do to deal with this kind of personality. There are a few things you can do, but it's going to be more difficult than some of the other types. Uh, Modeling stability, modeling reliability is going to help. It's not going to keep you out of the crosshairs completely because With these types of personalities, often no one is safe, but it will have you be the target of their wrath a little less often. So just kind of keep that in mind. You're going to have to have really, really good boundaries with these folks. They're going to have to be stated kindly, right? Always kindness in stating your boundaries, but you're going to have to have some good boundaries in place. And then while you're doing those two things, modeling stability and reliability and maintaining those boundaries, you're probably looking for a new position somewhere else if I'm just being totally honest with you, because this is the boss that, you know, loves you one minute, you're the golden girl of the campus, and the next minute you're the worst professional they've ever met in their life, right? They will tell you to do something, you do it, and then they show up and tell you it's all wrong, or that wasn't what I told you to do in the first place. Um, they, you want to humiliate you or demean you in front of others. And then, you know, a few days or a few weeks later, they want to be your best friend. This is the kind of administrator that makes you feel like you are crazy because the messages are constantly being changed because you're getting mixed messages all the time. You start to feel like you don't know which end is up um, and it gets to be very, very confusing. So Again, just modeling predictability, modeling boundaries are going to get you through what you need to get through until you can get to somewhere that's a little bit healthier. So, oh my gosh, we've been going on and on and on about these principal types. I had no idea that I would end up talking so long about these, but oh my goodness, there's just so much going on. And I know that you probably recognized someone in your life in these little short descriptions, right? So again, I'm going to remind you, we're not diagnosing people. We're not even attempting to diagnose people. We are looking at tiny little slivers of their personalities that we, as employees, can see from our vantage point. And the only reason that we're doing this is we're just trying to identify what are some of the most healthy ways that we can develop relationships, that we can enjoy our work experience while we're there. I have a couple more to go, but this podcast episode's getting pretty long, so we're going to stop this one for this week, and I'll come back next week with my last two. But before I go, I just want to remind you, um, in case you don't want to miss it, right as this podcast airs initially, we'll be in the middle of our Better Than Black Friday event. This is something that if you've wanted to jump into a program in our ecosystem, This is absolutely the best time of year to do it. Hands down, this is when you are going to get the best bang for your buck for whatever you want to join, whether that's our School for School Counselors Mastermind, which offers support, consultation, and all the information that grad school forgot to teach you. We're offering that right now at half off for a yearly membership, so half of what everyone else pays. And y'all, that's a lower rate 
than when we started the whole thing way back in 2020. This is absolutely the cheapest rate you can get all year long. This is the only time we're going to offer this. So uh, head on over to schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash better to check out the information on that. Or if you think you're going to be job hunting this spring and summer, you're going to want to check out our Get the Job program. Not only do we have that discounted, and I can tell you on good authority that that price is going up this year. However, right now, it is at uh, the lowest price it'll be uh, for this year with a bonus pre-prep course included. Get the Job officially opens on December 26th. And so we've got a pre-prep course to get you all lined out and organized and ready to go in time for the start. And also, and this is the only time this is going to happen this year, guys, a free resume review by my team. So you submit your resume to us. We're going to give you feedback. We're going to look at all the aspects of your resume, how it's formatted, what it says, how it says it. And we're going to give you some really honest critiques so that you're able to better get through those filters when you apply. You're able to get that resume actually read and you're getting feedback from people who actually do this all the time. So buyer beware, because there are a lot of folks out there trying to help school counselors with their job interview process that have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. So be mindful, vet them, ask them some hard questions and see if they can answer them. And heck, for that matter, if you want to ask me some questions, hop in our School for School Counselors Facebook group. I'd be happy to show you that we know what we're talking about and we've been doing this quite a while. And we've got lots and lots of testimonials from hundreds of school counselors that we've helped get hired to back all that up. So hop over to our Better Than Black Friday sale. It will be going on through the 24th through Thanksgiving Day. And then at midnight, I believe, is when all of that stuff goes away and you don't want to miss it. So schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash better, B-E-T-T-E-R. All right, my friends, I've gone on and on this week. Um, Hopefully you have a little bit of extra time in your holiday week to give this whole episode a listen. I so love visiting with you on the podcast, and I hope this was helpful to you as you consider some of the personality traits of your difficult principal. I'll be back next week with the rest of those traits. And until then, I hope you have the best week ever. Take care. Bye-bye.